This podcast contains themes of joy, laughter, and extreme stupidity without profanity, adult content, or similarly annoying and unnecessary themes that keep you from listening around your children, your pastor, or your uppity Aunt Janice who is always making comments about your life choices at family gatherings. Listener discretion is not advised. I'm the man. I, I, I'm what everyone is watching tonight. I feel like I was the main event. <laughs> What if three friends pretended they were professional podcasters talking about the greatest sport none of them have ever competed in? It's like the great Ecuadorian philosopher Chido Vera once said. If you want to kick with a kicker, make sure you're ready for kick. This is my MMA podcast. Mixed martial arts, baby. Come on now. We going to talk about it. Talk about it. My MMA Podcast! Hey all you couch warriors out there, we are back again and gosh darn it, so are you. It's time to step into the armchair pundit zone with me and the boys as we work out our collective insecurities by making fun of each other and throwing famous combat sport icons under the bus. If you came here looking for phenomenal interviews with famous fighters, you came to the wrong place because frankly we aren't cool enough to know anybody it's a real celebrity. But if you have a penchant for <laughs> pop culture trivia, obscure references to mixed martial arts facts, and enjoy parody songs about Eddie Bravo's cataracts, then my apologies to your ex-wife in advance, because you have found the perfect thing to waste time doing while you're pretending to fix the dryer again. Yep. Boom. This is the My MMA podcast, known round town and round the world as the most violent, family-friendly podcast on the internet. So strap on your six shooters and get ready for an hour of nonsense and bravado that can only be described as having the swagger of John Wayne walking into the first scene of True Grit while wearing a top hat and singing the theme song to the facts of life. Wow. Ooh. Whoa. Wow. So, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have Sean O'Malley spiraling into what can only be described as a mental breakdown on Twitter. Well, Sugar Show, (laughs) these are the facts of your life. Oh, that was Number good. one, you that got was. handled like an amateur. Number two, you're embarrassing yourself, and it's hilarious. Number three, even Uncle Dana felt the need to, to burn you on Twitter. So keep doing what you're doing, brother, because we have a podcast to put out, and good Lord knows we need content, right? <laughs> <laughs> we That's so yep. true. We have all this to discuss and more, but before we do, allow me to introduce myself. I am your introductor extraordinaire, Mr. Mark Allen David, and with me, as always, is the tag team duo of the century. The dual liaisons of pundit pontification, the proverbial Laverne and Shirley of podcast podcastedness. The Rizza and the Jizza. <laughs> just so I could bring up Wu-Tang two weeks in a row. Wu-Tang for life! Allow me, in all sincerity and presence of mind, to tip my hat to the greatest co-hosts of all time, Mr. Wesley Edwards and DJ Trevor Owens. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Thank you all. Thank you. All right. So, first of all, you guys have these bright lights shining right in my eye, and I'm going to counter you with this. (laughs) (laughs) Just so... Just one of the DJ lights. It's shining right to the guys. Your last lights wow. are extremely bright. I know, mm-hmm. right? I shine brighter than the lights of lights. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's yes. <laughs> go, go forth. There you go. Here's the question. Ask the question. Here's the random question. 
speaking of random, uh, I have the honor of doing the random question this week. Gentlemen, are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it, brother. Ready. Come on, hit me. My question is simply this. There's rumors floating around that Tony Ferguson and Dustin Poirier are going to co-headline the uh, Khabib-Justin Gaethje fight card. And I was going to get your opinions to see if this is a waste to have them as a co-headliner when these two seem to be some of the most popular characters in mixed martial arts, including over some of the champions. Wesley, is this a waste of a co-main event? That's a good question. I like it. Mm, As a fan, I would say, as a fan, I would say no. Because that pay-per-view is ridiculous. That, that has got to be, gosh, that's got to be one of the best pay-per-views in a long time. I mean, there's got so many good fights that are coming up. But I mean, as, as a fan, we're, I mean, it, it, it sets up the main event between Nurmagomedov and Gaethje up so well, right? However, as a business, why are you putting two marquee fighters that are beloved during a pandemic when you need headliners and, and eyeballs on the sport, it, it doesn't make it to me. It doesn't make any sense because we're all going to buy Nurmagomedov versus Gaethje. Right. It doesn't matter who's fighting on that card. We're right. going to buy it. So we don't need Tony and and Poirier on that fight. But as a fan, I'm 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 giddy about that card. As a business, of course, I'm not in the business of fighting, but I think it's a wrong move. I don't. I don't know. Waste. I think waste. I really like the question. I, I do like the question. It's a great question because what what you're asking is 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 this specific fight worthy of a um, of a headliner? Is it worthy of that? If it's if it is, then it should be. It should it should be that fight, right? Um, right. I, but I don't know. I think that it's really great that we get to see it. Um, is it a waste? Is it a waste? Oh, that's tough. I don't know. I don't know. I, I that's that's a really tough question. It really is. But I'll I'll say this. Either way, I think the most important thing is that we can recognize from just based on your question how important that fight is. And that's what the most important thing is. Like, it's such a great fight. And um, if it becomes a co-headliner or if it is a headliner, either way, it's pretty awesome for us as fans and for the sport. So either way, I don't I don't necessarily think it's a waste. Um, but either way. I'm pretty psyched about it. I think that's the most important thing. Well, I think what's cool is whoever wins that fight will allow Connor to get a title shot. So there you go. Nice. That's that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well done, Wes. I see what and you well, did there. Well done, Wes. Well, I think I think uh, every once in a while you have to have these mega cards, and I think that we're about to get one, assuming everybody stays healthy and doesn't get COVID. But my gosh, what a great time to be a mixed martial arts fan. There is some absolute wars coming down the pipeline. There yeah. are people in their primes getting ready to go at it, and we as fans just get to sit back and enjoy. So uh, I'm so glad that these two are, or these two fights are on the same card, and I think, of course, that's going to sec- set up the epic showdown between the two winners. The epic showdown. And with that said, I'm going to go ahead and give my man Trevor a Michael Jackson shaman for his question. <laughs> Oh, wow. That that means a lot. That means a lot. I did it for you because I love you, my friend. You have to correct me here. Is it Poirier or Poirier or... I don't know. I think when you're doing the random question, you just mispronounce people's names. Poirier. 
Say say it, Wesley. <laughs> it's poye. This is this is what I do. Poye. I'm going to tell you guys how to pronounce it. It's really simple for me. It's poa. It's Petrayan. Petra Yan. Still, but but it makes me happy. <laughs> okay, boys, we've got a lot coming up. So I'm gonna run down just a couple of things, highlights of of the last week and just kind of some things that are coming up. Get your thoughts as we wax eloquently on the sport of MMA. And you know what that reminds me of? What's that song? Groove is in the heart. Groove is in the heart. And it's got that in that song. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's so funny. I have no idea what you're talking about. I just thought it was funny that Groove is in the heart. The question is, Wes, do you want me to do it again? Or is it? are you going to say, I can't ask for another? I mean, tell me. <laughs> no one got that except for you and me. A, Mark's in the dark. It's that's fine. in the song. It's a ref. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. All right, guys. First question to yeah. Mark Anthony Anthony Smith. This is a two fight losing streak. The first first two fight losing streak I think since 2013. He um yeah something like that. It's it's difficult to to break down what's happening here, but he clearly got outmatched by Glover Teixeira when he fought. Yep. You know we 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 spent a whole podcast you know having some fun. At his expense, in a, in a in a nice way, but with his teeth fall in a nice with way. with his yeah. teeth falling out. Now we this is this was the fight where he's coming back. He's fighting kind of a guy that is you know kind of not that popular in uh, Rakic. If you want to say it, you can say Ratchich if you really want to, but it's Rakic. Is I will say it the way that I want to say it. Obviously, Rakic. R A K I C. Rakic. Yeah. But when you watch the fight, what were some thoughts that you were thinking just as it sort of unfolded in front of our eyes with Anthony Smith? Uh, it, it was a tough fight to watch. Okay, so, I mean, Anthony Smith, like, let's, let's look at what he's, where he's at right now. So he, it's not like he's uh, 40 years old. He's, what, 32. He's had a storied career, no doubt about that. He's had great wins throughout his career. And I can't see how that you would look at this fight with him having this loss right now and, and call it even a misstep. I think it just happened. I think it happened. I mean, he's obviously still one of the top guys in the division. Oh, man. I mean, what I really think about is what's next. It's a hard move for him because when you're coming off of two losses, regardless of how those losses look, you know, if you tell the story behind those losses, they're, they're really not that bad, but you don't want a third one. You don't want a third loss. I mean, that's that's tough. Right now, what I'm thinking with Anthony Smith is what's your next career move? Uh, like what is the what what's the move you're gonna make right now? And I'll tell you, so see, here's the crazy thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go crazy style on you guys right now. Totally crazy. And you're gonna be like, what? What are you talking about right now? I think an Anthony Smith and a, and a Chris Weidman would be a fight. What? Uh, yeah. Am I going crazy right now? Am I going nuts? Because I think that's. I think that'd be good. At, I think Anthony yeah. Smith needs a win right now. I, he needs a win. I think he needs a win against the name. I think there's there's a lot of stuff that's that's going on right now with him that um I think that he needs a lot of market acceptance. He needs a lot of promotion. But you do not want a third loss. But stylistically and for the entertainment value and the fact that that's a name, is it? Am I crazy right now? Am I crazy saying Chris Weidman? Is that is that is that name going? Don't do it. That's nuts. Or is that like like if that popped up, would you go, would you be like, oh, that's crazy. Don't do that. No, I think it's I think it'd be a great fight. He's gonna have to. I think Chris Weidman is is declared that he is is definitely staying at one eighty five. So Smith would have to go back to his old weight class, right? Uh, and, and cut some weight again. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but it's not not out of the question. Yeah. As far as that that matchup, Trevor, you've got Ra- um, Rakic. Rakic. Hey! Uh, let's be honest, it was a pretty boring. 
you know, one-sided beatdown with Anthony really not doing anything in, throughout the entire fight. Rackets just just chopped his legs over and over again. Right. So who who would you like to see him go up against, Trevor? What What about the person that just beat Anthony Smith, Glover Teixeira? You know, I think that's an intriguing fight. But let me say this about Anthony. Well, uh, Glover is uh, Glover's booked up. Yep. Glover's got a fight coming. He's fighting uh, Santos, Tiago Santos. I think in two or three. That doesn't affect who I want to see fight. I'm. I can't. I can't. Touche. I can't help that the UFC made a bad decision and didn't consult me. (laughs) It's not my fault. Um, I do want to speak on Anthony Smith, though. He is 32 years old. That was really funny, by the way. With 49 fights. He has 49 fights at 32 years old. I honestly, I don't know if UFC is a good home for him. And the other thing is, I think he needs to take some serious time off after this home invasion. He has just not looked good at all. And it's not that he's old, but he has a lot of fights on him. So I don't know if it was because of the home invasion or simply because he is out out of gas at 32 years old with all of those fights on him. So I don't know, but I think he should take some time off, maybe try one more UFC fight. And if that doesn't work out, he may be Bellator bound again. Fair assessment. All right. So Trevor, let me ask you a question. We had co-main event that you predicted correctly. You predicted that no Magna was going to win this fight. Just give me your semi-professional fan perspective on what happened in that co-main event. Mm. Well, I think Robbie Lawler, it's kind of the same thing with Anthony Smith, but to a, to an even worse degree. Robbie Lawler is finally starting to show all of those ridiculous wars that he's been through in the octagon. He didn't look remotely like he'd looked in the past, but man, give it up for Neil Magny. He had such a great yep. fight yep. strategy going in. He looked like the better fighter. I'm with it you. wasn't a fluke. This guy looks legit right now. So let's keep that train a going, my friend. Did you have you guys ever? Did you? I mean, we've obviously seen him Magny fight a lot. He's he's only two fights away from catching up with George St. Pierre as far as most fights in the welterweight division. He- uh, it's actually most wins, not most fights. That's my bad. During the recording, I got that wrong. Okay. Probably will pass George St. Pierre yeah. before it's all said and done. But were you guys not like just sort of surprised at how long he looked against Lawler? I guess I've never really noticed it as much before, but he just looked like he was so much longer and bigger than Lawler that it was like a 55 or fighting a 185 pounder. It, it was very odd. I just had never noticed it about I, him. I will say this. It's not about winning sometimes. It's just about not losing. And he had such a great strategy of keeping himself in the right place at the right time throughout the entire fight. And, you know, I think that we watch the fight and we go, he didn't lose. He's very insanely consistent, insanely consistent. So I, I, I thought it was a, it was a great showing for, for Magny. I, I didn't honestly, you know, I was not the one that thought Magny was going to win that fight. So egg on my face. So, uh, but I thought he came in with a beautiful strategy and, and, uh, Man, what he the guy paces well. He paces so well. He just does. All right, so Trevor, Trevor, who do you want to see him go up against? No Magni, that is. You ready for this? Okay. Wonder Boy. What do you think of that? Oh, that's I love it. Wonder Boy. That's a great pick. Okay. Hanging out around six. I mean, this fight makes total it sense. It does right make now. sense. Touche. Well done. 
Neil, Neil can win that fight. Neil can win that fight. Yeah, he can win that fight. Absolutely. I mean, if we're talking, hey, if, if we're going back to last week about who's the nicest people in the MMA, let's talk about Stephen Wonderboy Thompson versus Neil Magny. Oh my gosh. Like, Love that guy. I mean, literally, the, that would be probably the two nicest guys <laughs> right. in all of MMA going up against I think each that's other. a beautiful, that's, you know? that's a great, uh, that's a great fight to throw onto a card that, uh, that's a fans fight right there. Uh, yeah, that's a great call, dude. We should start. We should start a campaign. The NMF belt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, like, let's make it a thing. Let's see if we can get some. Let's see if we can get some uh, some traction. Some traction with that. Some traction. <laughs> some love on that. <laughs> I think I, th- I was gonna. You know, hey, let's talk about who who should Robbie fight next. Let's let's skip on that because really, what I think is Robbie should take some time. Agreed, a hundred percent. Should just go rest. A lot of stuff in there. Just go chill. Yeah. Just go chill it, out. Really inconsistent, and you know, Robbie's thirty eight. Uh, four consecutive losses. He's got a lot going on right now, so uh, I think he needs to re- he needs to think about what's going on right now. So yeah. All right, so I'm gonna throw this options at you guys. Both of these have been in the news over the last week. We've got Brock Lesnar, who is now a free agent. Can you see me? Didn't come to a deal with the WWE. Uh, we've got talks of Fedor versus Brock in Bellator or Fedor versus John Jones in the UFC. Mark, if you had your choice, who do you want? What do you want to see? Uh, d- definitely, definitely, uh, definitely John Jones. Definitely, because I don't want to see. I don't. I. I, I have no Brock and John. I have no desire to see a uh, uh, an aged Fedor try to make some sort of a statement or whatever. Um, if you're gonna do it, uh, make it John. Make it John. I don't want to see it either way, uh, to be honest with you. It's not my personal choice. But if you're going to do it, make it John. Uh, I think I think John handles him, but whatever. Trevor, what do you got? Who would you, who would you rather see him up against? Well, I have a different reason. Um, if I can't see Brock Lesnar hanging out in Canada and leaving the sport of mixed martial arts alone, <laughs> I would like to see him fight John Jones as well. And do you know why? Because one of them will lose. Oh. One of them will lose. And that will make me happy. Ah, well done, sir. <laughs> well done. Who loses then, Trevor? Who, do, who predict that fight for me? I think Brock's what forty three years old. I don't think he can hang with John Jones. John Jones is a big two oh five or two. You know what I mean? So he 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 can he can beat Brock Lesnar. Now I don't think he can beat some of the uh, truer heavyweights. I don't think he can beat Stipe. I mean he can, but I don't think he will. But yeah, man, I think John Jones beats Brock Lesnar. Forty three years old, and thank God Brock's not in WWF anymore. He only, or WWE. He only wrestled like three times a year. The biggest sham in professional sports and sports entertainment, Brock Lesnar. Wow, that was a very emphatic statement. Wow. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, very. You seem a lot of pent up energy there. All right. We we saw the retirement of Daniel Cormier. Mm-hmm. Made it official. He is now no longer in the USADA testing pool. He made his official statement, all, all the above. One of the things that I loved about this retirement, and one thing that he said, which was pure class, he said that, you know, he was asked, why didn't you put your gloves down in the middle of the octagon after your fight? And his comment and his answer to that was, because that was Stipe's moment. That was his moment for him to get his shine, and I, there was no reason for me to take that away from him. And because of who I am in the sport, it would have overshadowed right. this moment. He won the fight. He gave all credit to Stipe. I really, I mean, even in, as he's leaving, riding off into the sunset, you just can't can't be thankful enough for a guy like Daniel Cormier in the sport. So so you can't such a so great reminisce guy. with me for a second, guys. Mark favorite Daniel Cormier moment you can think of. Just right, it can be more than one, but just what's a moment that sticks uh, out to you? To me, the the Anthony Johnson uh, defeat, second Anthony Johnson defeat. What was that uh, UFC like two? 
15 to 11 to 12 it's when he he came into his own it's when he became so dominant like you realize like this is the guy like people that that's the moment when you were like here he is welcome to the show because there's something about daniel cormier that makes him feel like he's not a champion it's like the way he looks he's kind of pudgy he's kind of whatever there's always been this like mystique about him um and that was when you were like i think this guy is gonna do something great and he only had this is only like three four Mm, years ago so it was like that moment when you were like no no this guy's like this guy's hall of famer this guy's like that good and we got into that whole thing with john jones at that point where it, it started getting a little bit weird but I think at that moment, that was like that was when he established himself, and I was like, that was when I became a fan. I guess that's the reason why I would answer right. the question is like I think that was the moment when I became the fan. It's like you're coming off of like like these really weird situations, like these these wins, like give me Gustafsson, um, the Silva, the all that. Then all of a sudden, you come back, you you, you get this win. And you know you're you're having decision wins, and people are like, but then all of a sudden, boom, Anthony Johnson with that it was a, the uh, the, the, the choke, it was like, it was just a great moment. It was a great moment in his career. And that was kind of, honestly, that was when I said, this guy is better than I think he is. And I'm not giving enough credit. So that's my moment. Yeah. Trevor, you know, when he fought Gustafson, that fight was such a war and he won. He came, he came out ahead. It was a war. Uh, that one was huge. And I really think the best Daniel Cormier that we saw in his absolute prime, the beast that he is, is when he beat Stipe for the first time. He was still in his 30s. He looked amazing. First round uh, knockout of arguably one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. And he admitted it in these interviews recently. He said he wanted to miss those punches. He knew that they were coming. But Father Time caught up with him in that fight. So the best Daniel Cormier was uh, July 7th, 2018, when he beat Stipe. I like that. To become the... Uh, one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. It's a it's a beautiful moment for his career. Absolutely. So so uh, I remember watching Strike Force. You know, being the MMA aficionados as as we are, watching Strike Force and the Heavyweight Grand Prix. This has got to be what ten years ago. I don't even remember when. And Daniel Cormier, who is a wrestler at Oklahoma State University, right? Who was an Olympian, all that stuff. So I knew him from the wrestling world. Makes his transition to MMA, and he is an alternate to this Grand Prix. And so I forget. I think it was maybe been may have been Fedor that might have gotten hurt. I don't remember. Nonetheless, you've got Daniel Cormier steps into the semifinals of this Heavyweight Grand Prix in Strike Force. He's going up against Antonio Silva. Now this is before Antonio was punch drunk, but like Daniel, an unknown guy is fighting a, a veteran of the sport, and, and, and Daniel ends up KOing him with a one-punch knockout, dropping him straight down. And I could not believe it that this guy, it happened. This, this no-namer, just, who is Daniel Cormier? And then, and then- Who is Daniel Cormier? And then fast forward a few months later when he fought Josh Barnett in the finals of the Grand Prix, and I just did not know enough about Daniel Cormier, especially fighting-wise, to give him a chance to fight and to watch how he dismantled Josh Barnett, who is a veteran of the sport. And let's be honest, he's probably was juiced the whole time. Anyway, might as well be. <laughs> right. Uh, but, but Daniel dropped him on his head. It was five rounds to nothing. And I was like, wow. Daniel Cormier, this nobody out of nowhere is 
on the spot. And of course, UFC by Strike Force and Daniel Cormier, you know, handles Frank Mir, handles Roy Nelson, and then makes his light heavyweight debut against Patrick Cummings, a guy that he trained with in wrestling. Remember that? He was saying, there's levels to this game, Patrick. There's level to the levels to this game. And he proved that when he <laughs> dismantled Patrick Cummings. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's so many great moments, but I think the greatest one that I probably can say that I, I think is my, will probably be my favorite moment is the fourth round of this last fight. <laughs> he didn't have an eye. He didn't have an eye. And he still kept coming. And there was some, you know, he's, it's, it's like those guys that have something in them that, and they've got something to prove and that their, their, their willingness to go right. through whatever it takes to win, you know, and, and yeah, what you were saying, Trevor's true 41 and father time caught up, but it was just that will to win was still in there. And when the fourth round and he couldn't see, he came back and won that round. So that to me d- d- talks very, very, the heart of it's, 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 it's a, just a great moment. moment. And he is one of a kind. He is a, he is a top five MMA, best MMA fighter of all time in my book. Agreed. And we're, we're sad to see him go. Wish, wish he had started when he was 25 instead of 34. And, you know, and, 32, and it should be stated an, an amazing ambassador. Of Are the you sport. cussing again? An amazing ambassador <laughs> of the sport, for sure. Uh, overrated, underrated. Overrated, underrated, the way it's got to be, you gotta make your point known, even if you disagree, and if a judge likes your answers, you'll win eventually, so overrated, underrated, a game for you and me. Welcome back to another installment of Overrated Underrated, the segment of the show where we challenge the status quo of the MMA world with well-researched and scientific breakdowns of our personal opinions. As always, I will give you a subject or idea, and you boys will agree or disagree with an emphatic and jubilatory overrated or a heartfelt and passionate underrated. At which point I will tell Mm. both of you whether or not you are right or wrong based solely on my own personal thoughts. The winner will receive nothing and the loser will receive only the ability to hold a grudge until the next time we do this again. Mr. Wesley Edwards, you (laughs) will go first in this chaotic and self-absorbed game that is basically all about me and what I want. Are you boys ready? I have to go first every single round? I think so until I change it. Oh my gosh. Okay, (laughs) that's fine. It's just, it's overrated, underrated. It's just, it's just thoughts. It's thoughts. Quick fire, quick fire. We got 10 rounds, 10 rounds. Ra- I said, this doesn't, this doesn't feel uh, familiar to me at all. You guys rigging in the, rigging this. You can't lose unless I tell you at the end that you lost. And I will tell you at the beginning right. because it will make Wes feel better. Trevor already lost. Are you guys ready for the first one? <laughs> ready. Pumped. <laughs> okay. Nate Diaz, George Jorge Masvidal 2. Overrated or underrated, Wes? Hit me. Yeah, that is definitely i have no idea it's 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 underrated as a fan it's overrated as from as a, from a competitive standpoint i don't know i'm on the fence i don't know trevor what do you got it's overrated it's this it's the same thing is going to happen this fight if not worse than the first fight masvidal's going to handle him i hate it because i love nate diaz he's one of the greatest mixed martial arts uh entertaining fighters that i've seen i just love how he fights but i just don't think he can beat jorge no chance 
Okay, so Wes went with he didn't know, and uh, Trevor went with underrated. So I'm going to say this is absolutely underrated because Nate Diaz is going to come back and absolutely destroy George Masvidal <laughs> because I love Nate Diaz. Oh my and gosh. then he's going to make a comeback run and become the champion of the world once again in two weight classes because oh I love my. Nate Diaz so much, and I don't care what you guys think. Boom, underrated. <laughs> That's what just happened. Underrated. Number two. Oh, my God. Brock Lesnar making a comeback. Well, that's a good point. UFC comeback. Brock Lesnar's UFC comeback. Wes, what do you got? Overrated or underrated? It's overrated because I don't like him. <laughs> and I want either... Uh, well, I don't know. It's over. He's overrated. It's completely overrated. It's a money grab, so overrated. It's underrated because he's going to get beat up, and I'm going to enjoy every second of it. <laughs> underrated. I was I was actually going to agree with Wes on that one because I totally hate everything about the existence of Brock Lesnar in the sport. But uh, Trevor, uh, he 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 actually he he right in my soul. Absolutely, yes, I want to see this fight. This is underrated. It's like reverse reverse psychology. Yes, on there. Uh, reverse psychology. This is underrated. Trevor definitely wins this one. Underrated. Uh, well done, sir. Underrated. All right, number three. Sean O'Malley magically willing an undefeated record on Twitter. Wes, what do you got? <laughs> That's completely underrated. If we'll remember back to Chel Sonnen, who was an undefeated fighter for his entire career, was a world champion, he, he, cut, he made us love him. And all I can see is Sean O'Malley is Chel Sonnen part two, baby. Let's do it. Just with purple hair. Trevor? Uh, this is like when UCF claimed that they won the national championship after Alabama won the national championship. I mean, sure, they went undefeated, but they didn't win the national championship. And even worse <laughs> than that, honestly, you could even argue UCF. You can't argue Sean O'Malley. He literally got beat on television. No sports around. Everybody's watching him. This guy's out there. He's grasping now because he knows that the uh, roller coaster is going the opposite direction. So what do you got? Is it you're underrated? Yes. Whatever your answer is, that's what I think. <laughs> okay. I'm going with Trevor on this one. I think that Sean O'Malley might be a little bit bipolar. So I'm going underrated on the Sean O'Malley using his magical powers oh, wow. to, underrated. Uh, to, to facilitate some sort of, uh, I don't know what he was talking about, but God bless us all. Thank you, Sean O'Malley, for being you. That's... <laughs> the most important part <laughs> number four guys i want you to think about this one it's really important overrated or underrated watching the Beastmaster on tbs when you were 12 year old 12 years old on a saturday afternoon wes that's going to be overrated because i've not ever watched one episode so there you go i have no idea it's not an episode it was a movie, movie. you don't know what the beast and there is? you go I, there case in point never saw beastmaster <laughs> is this like was it like the same guy that played the highlander no i'm shocked right now uh, you're skip trevor you're up <laughs> did you see the beastmaster trevor am i the only one that saw oh. the beastmaster oh man <laughs> Okay. No, not at all, Mark. I'm sorry. I was not watching that. I was probably watching some sports team that I like lose. So that's probably what was happening when I was 12 years old. Okay, so I'm going to go with completely underrated in that that I just brought up the most obscure pop culture reference of the the like the early 90s that no one's ever going to get in the history of ever. Completely underrated. Underrated. And Wes wins that one just because he he always cries when he doesn't win. <laughs> it has a, <laughs> because I haven't won a round <laughs> yet. So all right, it has it has a 46 uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm sure it was a classic. I'm telling you, it's pretty good. I'm not the only 
one that knows what this movie is, but sorry. Wow. Number five, <laughs> the Rocky director's cut, Rocky Four director's cut, excluding the robot. Overrated or underrated, Wes? That's completely overrated. That's an iconic moment when Apollo Creed looks at the robot, has that weird, like, what in the heck is happening right now? And Polly's like, yeah, I taught her to talk. Taught her to talk. I think the problem is, is people are thinking it's chauvinistic. Uh, Maybe it is. I don't know, because he made it a woman with a woman's voice <laughs> that serves him. So maybe it is, but... Maybe? Come on, leave what it in. What do you mean, maybe? Of course it's chauvinistic. <laughs> that robot was supposed to be futuristic in 84. That robot's got to go. It added nothing to Rocky Four. It wasn't that funny. It was weird. It was creepy. I'm all for cutting this robot out of there. I... Wow, dude. Whoa! That, you can't cut. You can't chop... You can't chop things out of perfection. No joke. Trevor. That movie. That movie. Rocky Four, bro? Yeah, I've seen it. Hey. Wow, dude. Man, I didn't even... You know when he does every training montage? You know it's not featured? I'm going to say this right now. I'm, I'm going to tell you... That lame robot. I love you. Yeah, we hadn't got there yet. That was for the future. That's how the future mm. works. Trevor, listen. Have you ever seen Back to the Future? I've seen it. <laughs> okay. Seen it. Just... Okay. Wow. And there's no stupid robots <laughs> in that that are worth anything. This is, the, this is ridiculous. Get the robot out of there. Sly, you know what you're doing. We're going to call this one um, overrated and underrated because I don't know what to do, but we'll call it Jeff, generally, uh, let's go with overrated Over on this one. No, underrated. There you go. Number six, guys. Here you go. Love it or leave it. It's special and it's beautiful and it's here right in front of our faces right now. Cobra Kai season three. What? Wes. Overrated. Underrated. Underrated all day, baby. The drama in this show. Now, look, I'm only on season one. I'm just about to finish it and I'm about to binge season two. Have that done. Sick, bro. I, I, I can't get enough of it. The acting's a little bit suspect, but I don't care. I it's don't awesome. care. And his his 80s references, like his names for all the kids are, are like so cheesy 80s put downs. It's so stupid and perfect all wrapped up into one. And the drama of his son training with Daniel LaRusso. And then the drama yes. of his daughters, of LaRusso's daughters, uh, you know, boyfriend is now a student of, of uh, uh, Johnny Lawrence. I mean, it's just so much drama. It's fantastic. It's so fun. Trevor, what do you got? Man, the last... I'm not going to do a spoiler, but Wes, the last fight scene in season two is one of the best fight scenes I've ever seen in any movie, and I cannot overhype it. I I literally watch that so often. This is completely underrated. They've done a great job of keeping the 80s nostalgia, but also keep us gripped into the next generation. So, yes, completely underrated this one right here i'm Ugh. taking my six guns out and i'm telling the couch warriors out there the my ma podcast nation if you have not seen cobra kai you are doing yourself a disservice this is 100 underrated 100 hey mark mark i'll concede this 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 i'll concede this match the whole match. I'll give it to Trevor because now I'm hyped on season two's final. Yes. I'm willing to just concede the whole thing to him. So good. I, I'm so it's pumped. It's so good. I'm so pumped. It's so good. Nerd zone. Boop, 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 boop. Oh. Welcome to the nerd zone. All right, boys. Number seven. GSP versus Khabib as a conversation. I'm, this is the overrated. Like, are you tired of this conversation? Is this conversation overrated or is it underrated? Are we done with it? What's up, Wes? 
Uh, it's a fan conversation, but it's overrated because it's not ever going to happen. George even came out and said this past week that he, he probably would never be able to make 155 right. without emaciating himself. So for now, because it's not going to happen, I'm going to say overrated. Trevor? I actually agree with Wes on this. For, for this to make sense, Khabib has got to come up to 170. George St. Pierre's older. I mean, I don't think in his prime prime he could make it down to 155. I wonder if anybody's doing like really uh, stupid things like listening to this podcast like eating a grape or something every time i say prime that would be kind of a fun game you know what i mean you, have, you, you get your grape intake or water you know like every time i say prime you know hey, he's not his prime or he was in his prime then you just take a drink of water you probably get your water in for the day wouldn't you think yep touche <laughs> okay so we're calling this one right here we're gonna call this one overrated i think we're done with this conversation overrated. I think everybody should be but i think with that said, we all know that GSP is the greater fighter. Um, I think that we can just say that out loud. It's, it's probably best to end it that way. Number eight, guys. It's obvious. obvious to everyone. I don't know if you've heard about this, but I'm just going to throw it out there. But overrated or underrated, the Goonies is coming back to theaters. Overrated or underrated, Wes? Underrated because my wife's never seen it. So now we've got a date movie that I can take her to go. She's never seen it. Never seen Goonies. That's unconscionable. I can take my son. Yes. We're doing the Marvel movies right now in chronological order. It's fantastic. This is just another another connection with my son and I. So I'm in. Trevor. It's awesome. Under, underrated. Good love for you is good love. For me is good enough. It's good enough for me. Love the Goonies. Underrated all day long. Goonies is like freaking life. In fact, here's what I would do. I would... Hold on. I would knock down a wall in the theater so that it's on a bigger screen. Like just make that whole wall Goonies so that you can so you can watch and enjoy it with your family forever. I, who by, by the way, have you guys data? seen Chunk? Have you seen Chunk lately in like, you know, today? The the dude is like I see Chunk every time I look in the mirror in the morning. That is Chunk. He's not a chunk every morning. <laughs> I see it. Hey you guys. <laughs> all right that's not chunk by the way all right guys <laughs> goonies is coming back to theaters in case anybody didn't realize that you now know you should look at your uh, your local theater and find out how you can be a part of this great resurgence of the steven spielberg classic the goonies and if you're not a part of that then you are not a part of underrated anyway underrated 100 number nine guys here we go Henry Cejudo coming out of retirement. Is this overrated, underrated? Are you over it? Do you care? Is this a good thing, a bad thing? Wes, what do you got? Underrated. He left way too early. He has he has two to three, maybe even five fights left in him if he really wants to go at it. And I think he can win the 145-pound belt. Underrated. I, I'm going to say overrated, but listen to this. I never considered him retired, ever. I knew he was going to come back. There was no doubt in my mind that Henry, because he, he wasn't going to make the Olympic team in wrestling. He has this drive to be the best and to carry this persona of telling everybody to bend the knee. He can't do that being a keyboard warrior. This guy was never retired. Never. I'm with Trevor on this one. I'm sorry, Wes. I hate to say it, but uh, 100%. Okay. This is like overrated. Dude, shut up. We knew you weren't. You never retired. Anyway. Overrated. Just, just come on. Just do what you got to do, dog. Come in here. Be a player. Handle your business for once. So this one right here. It's 100% overrated. Okay, here we go for number 10. This is going to be a fun one, guys. Wes, are you ready? This is the last one. Are you ready? Okay, ready. Costa and Adesanya. 
as the greatest fight of the year. Overrated, underrated. Mm. Greatest fight of the year. The, the greatest fight of the year. I know. I know it's a tough question. I'm going to say overrated because I think Justin Gaethje is going to surprise people with Nurmaga Madoff. Oh, I didn't see that coming. I think I think that might that might uh, I think I think Khabib's going to have to dig deep for for old Gaethje. I think you're right on that. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I think Gaethje's Gaethje's coming yep. for him. All right, Trevor, what do you got? We got Costa and Adesanya sitting there talking Whaley, junk. Whaley, no, 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 no way, man. Whaley and Yoana was definitely the fight of the year. There's no yeah. way that any of these other fights live up to this. I know that they're both Touché. undefeated, so the hype for it is huge. The hype for it is huge. But are you telling me those guys are going to go five rounds like that? for the championship there's no way touche Whaley completely agree with Trevor wins this so you're going underrated on this one and I got it I'm sorry Wes your boy Trevor takes it home once again underrated the stone cold Whaley again <laughs> look I, I can see I can see to this whole entire match when he said season two finale of Cobra Kai he, he had won he had won <laughs> at that moment like I was Listen, if any of the Facebook fans are listening to this, and I sure hope they are, please just don't 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 spoil anything, but just say the truth that that is one of the best fight scenes in cinema history. I don't want to spoil it for Wes or anybody who hasn't seen it, but um, I'm just going to give you a wink and a smile like uh, Harry Connick Jr. style and say, my man Trevor, he's right. He is right. But with that said... As always, we are super grateful to everyone who takes time to listen to the show. We absolutely love feedback and engagement. Please give us your thoughts, and specifically, if you have any topic ideas that you would like to hear about, please let us know on the My MMA Podcast Facebook page. And also, please take a minute to rate us on Apple, Spotify, or your platform of choice. It helps people find us, and honestly, makes us feel good too. We will be next. We will be. Next week with more fun and banter. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you then. Love you all. The My MMA Podcast Nation. Have a great week and stay healthy out there. Just remember. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. Alistair Overeem is fighting this weekend against Sakai. Uh, pr- prediction Sakai knocks out Overeem's head off and becomes a contender in the heavyweight division. Okay, go ahead, Mark. No, no, no. Overeem wins that fight. Hey, he's Japanese and Brazilian, bro. That's like Wonder Twins unite right there. He's literally half Japanese, that, half Brazilian. You just describe my ex-wife. And, I'm just joking. No, I just described Machida. Okay. He's the heavyweight version of Machida. <laughs> the heavyweight version of Machida. How's that even possible? Well, look at Sakai, and you'll see on Saturday. <laughs> Bam. I got over him. I got over him in that fight. Really? Guys, okay. And I'll and I'll leave us on this. Good loving for you is good love for me is good enough. It's good enough for me. Cindy Lopper. Mm-hmm. Rosenstruck. <laughs> oh, I'm pulling for Alistair Overeem. I got you. Roid free. Come on, Alistair. Come on, I got Alistair. Win this thing. Me and Trevor thing. against Wes. Alistair's got this one. Peace. Like I say!